Life is fragile. It's a fact we're learning in real time, every day. What we once called normal has seemingly disappeared. There's uncertainty in the air, restlessness in our hearts. Things we once took for granted are becoming difficult to find. Our usual day-to-day -day has evolved into this odd chaos. Peace is becoming obsolete. Many have lost jobs, security, and those they love. The pain is undeniable. But what if our fragility caused us to lean harder into God? What if, in our weakness, we chose to rely more on His strength? Would our outlook change? Would the peace that passes understanding begin to drown out the noise of this moment? Would we walk in a quiet confidence, knowing our God is mighty to save? We're not promised tomorrow, but we are given a simple truth to stand on. Our God goes before us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Yes, life is fragile. But in our weakness, He is strong. Sunday. Can we put our hands together for Pink Sunday? Amen. Raising awareness. This is Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month. And so we always like to do uh, one of our services in pink. So, so in the back, would you give me my pink lights? So we will transition to pink lights for the rest of the service. All right. How beautiful. Appreciate you. You're coming, you're giving, as well as you who are online, you're commenting all that you do to make the service what it is we appreciate. How about you just give yourselves a hand? Just give yourselves a hand. Pat your own self on the back. All right. Let's bow our heads and let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious heavenly father, God, we thank you, praise you. Love you, honor you. Once again, thank you for the opportunity to speak before your sheep. God, I'm praying that you would hide me beneath the cross, that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, God. Let it be all of you, less of me. Let the people be eternally touched and blessed, and let no one's coming be in vain. In Jesus' name, and let everybody say, Amen. Amen. So, so grateful and so appreciative. And so with your Bibles in your hands, would you repeat after me? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. And finally, we communicate Christ's love compassionately. 
Pastor Andre, feed me this word. All right, put your hands together like God's going to feed you this morning. Take my time and set it up a little. So last week, we, we talked from the topic of where do we go from here? And so we, we were sharing what, what it looks like, our my personal journey and our collective journey, us moving forward from the loss that we are yet working through. And so what I would like to point out is that there is a rule of thumb for most preachers uh, and pastors is you try not to bleed while you lead. In other words, it is most beneficial to the people that I lead if I don't get up here and bleed on y'all every Sunday. In other words, oh, my God, oh, my wife is taking me through. My kids is taking me through. Oh, my job is bad. If I get up here doing that, y'all don't want to hear all that. Y'all come so somebody can uplift you. So the rule of thumb that most preachers are taught is you try to process through things before you get up and preach on them to the people because you don't want to bleed on the people. You want to be leading the people. However, this particular process we're in is different. I don't have time to process through it first. One uh, preacher said the problem about church and dealing with church is here comes Sunday, which means Sunday keeps coming. Whether you have enough money to pay the church bills, Sunday keeps coming. It's going to keep coming. So if you're going to keep the church open, you have to learn how to do some things on the fly. So I'm in a situation where I'm allowing y'all to see me bleed while I lead because it's something that we're all going through together. You lost your bishop. I lost my daddy. Mother lost her husband. So, so it's hard for me to get up here and just hoop and holler when this is the reality of what we're in. And so I'm going to teach it from this perspective. And here's one of the reasons why I'm willing to break this protocol is because if you look up Andre Mitchell Ministries, I have a personal mission statement. So I, I pastor Deliverance Temple, but my personal ministry is Andre Mitchell Ministries. And my personal mission statement is this, remaining authentic in my passion, pursuit, and portrayal of God. So my initial start of anything I do is I have to remain authentic. I just can't be phony. My, I, if you if you want a phony pastor, you picked the wrong church. I I gotta be real. That's why if you look at my TikToks and if I feel like laughing, I'm gonna laugh. If I feel like crying, I'm gonna cry. I'll try to process through it so I'm not bleeding on you. But there's some moments in life where you just gotta be authentic, and this is where I am right now. And it can be beneficial sometimes because it takes the preacher off of the pedestal and makes people know we're all human. We all got struggles. If I was my daddy, I'd say we all got issues. We all sometimes have been in the pit. And so in these next several weeks, I, I, I'm going to walk this road being very authentic. But I think it will help you because in the process of my authenticity, I think you can find help for yourself. Yes, 
So that's what a leader do. My, my job is to lead you to help. So I need to set that up because when I give you the title of today's message, it's not going to sound real exciting, but it's the authentic truth. And here's the title of today's message, Overwhelmed. If, if I'm going to be honest right now, I'm overwhelmed. I'm saved, sanctified. Filled with a mighty burning fire. I run through troops and leap over walls. I speak in tongues, but I still get overwhelmed. You, you, you've been saved since 1921, but you still sometimes get overwhelmed. Life can overwhelm you. Your kids can overwhelm you. Your job can overwhelm you. The government can overwhelm you. Let me be honest. Sometimes the folk in the pew or in the chair next to you can overwhelm you. It ain't always easy. So in this season, I am a tad bit overwhelmed. Just, just, just gonna be honest. Maybe, maybe, maybe y'all better than me. Now, now, to to also be honest. Now, now, the first weeks were were, were I was kind. Of, I think you're numb. You're a little bit numb. So you're going through the motions. But, but it really sat with me this week. And to explain, and I, I don't want to make us too sad. I'm, I'm I'm going somewhere with it. But to explain it, there's like a hole in my soul. That's how I can explain it. it just, it just. There's a heaviness. It just feels that way, and it it was overwhelming to wake up sad, go to bed sad, in the middle of the day laugh, and be laughing one minute and sad the next. That's that, that's a little bit overwhelming. But let, let me give you some definitions that are or that that I can bring up for overwhelm as we try to give you something. We're not here to to, to depress you. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna give you something before you leave. So. Number one, bear, bury or bury or drown beneath a huge mass. Whenever you feel overwhelmed, it feels like you are sinking. You feel like you are suffocating. You're just overwhelmed. It may not be eternal. It may be just momentarily, but momentarily overwhelming is still overwhelming. Number two, have a strong emotional effect on. Even as men who we're not supposed to cry, there are some things that have a strong emotional effect on us. Same with you as women. Same with us as Christians. Even though we believe we are going to glory, there are certain things that have an overwhelming emotional effect on us. And I'm here to let you know it's okay. It's okay. You don't, you don't, you don't have to hide. Now, we, we don't want you... Always emotional. Don't nobody want somebody that cry at the drop of a hat all the time. All the time. Oh, she parked so close to me. She might hit my car. Oh. No, we don't nobody, don't nobody want to deal with all that. But there comes times where emotions are the correct and the right response. All right, so it can be overwhelming. I'll give you the example of those of you who swim and have been in water. I'm one of those people, I can swim as long as I can touch the ground. In other words, when I want to come up for air, I want my feet to touch something. So most people say, you can't swim. But I, I can do a little something, 
but I need my feet to touch the ground. But every now and then, I, I, I will get out into deeper waters because I'm trying to learn how to swim. I'm trying to, to, to be better at that. But every now and then, I'll get in the place and my twinkle toes don't touch the bottom as quick as I want them to touch the bottom. And momentarily, I'm overwhelmed. In my mind, I just know I'm drowning. If this is This is it. Then all of a sudden, I touch the bottom. I'm like, oh, whew, I'm okay. And I got to smile and let my kids uh, let them know oh, that I, daddy had it. And Dylan be laughing at me. He's daddy, you can't float at all. You sink straight to the bottom. But I stay close enough so I can touch the bottom. But momentarily overwhelmed, it still feels like overwhelming. All right, let, let's give you some uh, synonyms. Go through these. Overwhelmed synonyms. Affect, touch. Stun, make emotional, dumbfound, shake, disturb, devastate, take aback, daze, leave speech to stagger, knock sideways. Let me put these past tense for you. Uh, I, in my time of being overwhelmed, I have been affected. I am touched. I'm stunned. I've been made emotional. I'm dumbfounded. I'm shaken. I'm disturbed. I'm devastated. I'm taken back, I'm dazed, I'm left speechless, I'm staggered, and I'm knocked sideways. Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, I am, but this is just the authentic truth. I'm overwhelmed. All right, let's, let's go to a third definition. Be too strong for overpower. I don't mind all the other definitions, and I don't mind this third definition except for that last word. It, it, it's, it's okay to momentarily have something that is too strong for you, but I, I'm not with overpower. I, I, I got to draw the line somewhere. So to be too strong for and Overpower. So let me start moving us forward. Let's look at Romans 8 and 35. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or trouble or distress or being stressed out or overwhelmed or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword or bad news or, or, or the stock market falling or being broke or, or, or having anxiety. All those things, they come, but the scripture makes something very clear. Romans 8, 37, it says this when they put it up. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I don't mind to be temporarily overwhelmed, but I don't like the idea of being overpowered because the Bible says that in all these things that the one who loves me, basically, let me paraphrase it, he won't leave me overwhelmed. I may be overwhelmed in the moment, in the season, in the issue, in the trouble, but I can't stay overwhelmed. I don't want the thing that's overwhelming me to overpower me. 
Because the Bible says I'm more than a conqueror. The Bible says that I am still victorious. I, I still win in the end. So yes, I'm processing and yes, it may feel like I'm drowning, but I'm not going to stay like this. I'm not going to die like this. I'm not going to fall like this because the God that I serve, he won't leave me lonely. Let me, let me put the scripture up and I've got a few words underlined in pink. It says, nay, in, in, in. So that means that all of the things that you go through can't just go over you. Some of the stuff you're going to have to be in them. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So you may be in it, but you can get out of it through him. Now, if I could get out of it by myself, I'd be like bewitched. I would twinkle my nose and snap my finger and everything would turn around and everything would be fixed. But there's some stuff you've got to go through. But the Bible says that it is through him. In him do I live. In him do I move. And in him do I have my being. Yes, I may be overwhelmed, but I'm not overwhelmed by myself. I got to in him with me. And as long as I got King Jesus, and as long as he still sits on the throne, as long as he still has power in his hand, and as long as he still was raised from the ground, I can come through whatever I'm in. See, it, I, I like that it says in and then through because whatever you're in, you can also process and journey through. All right, uh, let's, let's put this up. So here's the premise. The, the, the title is overwhelmed, but here's what I want to leave you with. Put this up. Overwhelmed, but not overpowered. I, I may be momentarily, temporarily, it may be a season, a long protracted season of being overwhelmed, but I'd be doggone if I'm going to be overpowered. I got too much word in me. I've got too much power in me. I got too much joy in me. I've got too much peace in me to be overpowered. The devil that is after me, he doesn't have more power than me. And yes, he may be allowed to overwhelm me, but he's not allowed to overpower me. I'm like a weeble wobble. I weeble, I wobble, but I don't fall down. And when I go down, I don't stay down. I, I rise back up still. Alright, still, still I come through. Still, I'm gonna make it. Still, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Even when I'm overwhelmed, He's still good because He won't allow me to be overpowered. And here's, here's the truth of the matter is sometimes the things that overwhelm us, it builds our intestinal fortitude. And it makes us stronger than we were before. See, when I go to the weight room and I start lifting five-pound dumbbells and five-pound barbells, uh, they may hurt the first couple of weeks. But after a while, the soreness that you feel in your muscles is the muscles actually tear themselves and heal over. And then they're stronger than they were before. And when you go back and try to pick up the five-pound, it's too light because what you went through strengthened you and made you stronger. Whatever you go through come out of it stronger than when you went in 
Nothing wrong with being overwhelmed. Something wrong with being overpowered. So let, let, let's give you some, some points. Got two major points and sub points how I've been rolling. So the first thing is lean. Everybody say lean. And so uh, back there, I want them to, to sh- show show me. Go, go to the middle camera. I want to show them. Show me. This is what I need you to do. I need you to lean, lean in, and lean on. Say that. Say lean in and lean on. What we know, we know to lean on Jesus. But I'm actually asking you to lean into the thing that's overwhelming you. I'm actually asking you to embrace it. Step in it. What we often do is run from stuff, but learn how to lean into things because I'm going to learn something in this. Here's the thing. I can't change it. There's some stuff that are outside of your control. You can't change it, so you might as well lean into it. I've told you before, there's been times I've been laid off and didn't have the money that I wanted to have and couldn't do what I wanted to do, so I just leaned into it. I wanted to go to Red Lobster, but I had to go to Burger King. So I, I ate Burger King like it was Red Lobster. It wasn't Red Lobster, but I leaned into where I was. I learned how to enjoy the bits and pieces of where I'm in because I'm knowing I won't be here forever. So let me lean in, and we'll get to this later, and let me learn. So the two things we're going to talk about is leaning and learning. Say that with me. Say leaning and learning. All right, let's, let, let's get us to our first point. First point we got to lean into radical prayer. Now listen, if, if, if you ain't never been through nothing, I know that's not grammatically correct, but if you ain't never been through nothing, you can have them cute little funny prayers that y'all say. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay Jesus. You can keep praying them cute prayers. But when you are in the thick of things, when, when, when your mind could go left, all right, when, when backsliding looks as good as staying safe, when you're in it, you need some radical prayers. Radical prayers are prayers you don't wait till you get to church to pray. Radical prayers sometimes are not real lengthy and long. Is God help me. Jesus, fix it. Fix it, Jesus. God, God, save me. God, deliver me. God, I can't do this. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been there. Sometimes you just got to scream from the top of your lungs and, and say, God, help me. God, I can't do this by myself. If, if you don't bring me out, I'll be lost. If, if you don't turn it around, I, I'll fail. God, I need your help. And God, I need your strength. And God, I need some, some, some comfort in these times. If you've been in a situation, you got to lean into radical prayer. Sometimes a radical prayer requires you to pray alone. I can't take everybody into my prayer closet because everybody can't see all my junk and all my stuff and all the stuff that I got. Because while I'm overwhelmed, sometimes I make bad decisions when I'm overwhelmed. And so when I go to prayer, I can't just ask God for stuff. I got to repent for some thoughts. Sometimes when you're overwhelmed, everybody make you mad. The neighbor's dog make you mad. Leaves falling off the tree make you mad. Everybody driving in front of you make you mad. You ready to cuss out everything. You ready to cuss out the floorboards, cuss out the windows, the TV, everything. Because you're overwhelmed. 
And sometimes when you get in your prayer closet, you got to say, God, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to act like this, but I'm just overwhelmed. All right, so let, let, let's look at what David says in Psalm 61 and 1. Hear my cry, oh God. Attend unto my prayer. It's very interesting that David is coupling prayer with a cry. All prayers aren't happy prayers. Some prayers are some crying prayers, some screaming prayers, some if I had hair, pulling my hair out prayers saying, God, why did you let this happen? God, where were you? God, how are we going to make it? God, God, how are you going to put this marriage back together? It's been 15 years and it don't look like it's going to change. God, God, how are you going to keep me sane? I, I'm ready to kick him out. I'm ready to kick her out. I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. God, I need your help. Hear my cry, oh God. Tend unto my prayer. Let's let's look at this uh, point number two. Not only do we lean into radical prayer, we lean into his leading. I'll explain that to you by looking at verse two. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is what? Overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Here's the wisdom in that is that when you are overwhelmed, often you are willing to allow God to lead you. Because as long some people say Jesus is my co-pilot. Well, get in enough hell. You don't want him being your co-pilot. You want him to, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the whole vehicle. I Just put me in the trunk and you take care. I can't do this by myself. And when you're overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In other words, I'm going to relinquish my strength and I'm going to relinquish my power. I'm not going to be so smart and I'm not going to Google my way out of this and I'm not going to get advice my way out of this. I'm going to lean into you and let you lead me because these are uncharted territories. All right, so so let's look at uh, point number three. So we have lean into his leading, lean in uh, uh, first lean into radical prayer, lead into his leading, and then number three, lean into his history. Let's look at verse three of Psalm 61. For thou hast been, past tense, a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Wait, wait, wait a second. Let me say it like maybe Dottie Peoples used to say, when I look back over my life, I realize and I recognize that I have a testimony of how good and how faithful that God has been to me. So I'm leaning into the fact that he hasn't let me down yet. He he hasn't failed me yet. Last time I checked, wait a second, I, I still got breath in my body. Last time I checked, my hands still have activity in them. God, God hasn't left me, so I'm leaning into the fact that if he didn't leave me before, he won't leave me now. See, this isn't the first time I've been overwhelmed. I've been overwhelmed before, but the problem is when God brings us out of something, we forget 
what God did when we get in something new. The children of Israel, they, they, they got delivered through 10 plagues out of Egypt. But once they got to the Red Sea, they said, Moses, you brought us out here to die. They didn't think about all the times that God had helped them. But when you get in a new trial, sometimes you forget the old God. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he brought you out before, he'll do it again. If he fixed it before, he'll do it again. If he rescued you before, he'll do it again. So lean into the history that he still is a lawyer in the courtroom. He still is a doctor in the sick room. He still is control of the universe. And while I don't like everything I'm going through, while I may be overwhelmed, the reason why I'm not overpowered, because I'm leaning into the history of God. And what I know about God is he still wins. That's why you need your Bible because your Bible tells you story after story after story of how God works and what he does and what he can do. And it gives you hope that even though I may be overwhelmed now, it won't be like this forever. All right, so let's look at the next one. Uh, number four, let's lean into his presence. Let's look at Psalm 61 and 4. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. In other words, I'm not running away from God now. I ain't running away from church now. This is what a lot of people do. The moment they have trouble, the first thing that goes, church. Let me be a little comical. I gained 200 pounds. I'm leaving church. No, baby, you need to stop eating. That ain't the church. That ain't God. That ain't the church. But whenever we get into trouble, we like to run away from God. And I, I, I kind of understand it because we were like, God, if you so big and so bad, why did I go through this? Or why did you allow this? But here's the thing. David said, even when my heart is overwhelmed, I'm going to find myself in your tabernacle. I'm going to lean into your presence. Even if I can't find you, I'm going to lean into you. Let, let me give you a story, story that will help you. Uh, several years ago, me and, me and my uh, kids, we went to an uh, indoor water park called Kalahari. And we were in our room after we had swam. And I, I had a little Alana, and we were playing like hide and seek. But I changed it up on her. And I went into this dark room, and I left the door open for her to navigate her, herself in there. And I started talking to her so that she can go where she needs to go to find me. And she said something very powerful. She said, Daddy, I can't see you, but I can hear you. I, I, I don't know where you are, Daddy. I don't even know where your presence is. But as long as I can still hear you, I got a chance. And then she got close and she reached out and she touched me and she said, Daddy, I can't hear you. I mean, Daddy, I can't see you, but I can hear you. And Daddy, I can't see you, but I can feel you. I may not be able to see him in the situation, but if I can still hear him, it ain't over. If I can still feel him, it ain't over. If, if 
the, the spirit of God still touches me every now and then. As long as I can still feel him and still hear him, I know it's not over for me. Yes, the fat lady may be getting ready to sing, but turn her mic off because it ain't time to go out yet. It ain't time to fold yet. I, I still hear him and I, I still feel him and I'm still overwhelmed. All in the mix of it. But guess what? I won't be overpowered. Somebody say that I won't be overpowered. Let's go to point B, which I had already brought up. This is learn. We lean and then we learn. Let's give, give us uh, point one under learn. Learn trouble is God's specialty. God actually specializes in trouble. Let, let's look at what Psalms 46 says. We're going from changing from Psalm 62 to Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Remember, I said that we need to lean into his presence, but this verse lets us know that we, uh, as we're leaning into his presence, that he's actually a present help in trouble. So whenever you are in trouble, God is there. Not, not like, like my, my uh, daughter said, you may not see him, but can you still hear him and still feel him? And that's why you come to church even when you're in trouble or log in online even when you're in trouble because you're trying to hear him. Sometimes one word from God can just lift your situation and give you enough will to fight ahead. I love to say it this way. This is the filling station. You come here to fill up and to regroup and to get something so you can go back out and face the week. And some of us know the truth. By Monday, we already feel like we beat down. You ever have, you ever had a Monday that you ask, man, what, what day is it? It feel like Thursday. No, it's, it's just Monday. You, you just getting started. But that's why you fill up here and hear the word of God. And that's why you connect with your creator continually so the presence of the Lord can invade your situation because he's promised to be a very present help when in times of trouble. All right, let's, let's go to point two. This is something that you got to learn. Learn fear is not your friend. Let's, let, let's look at Psalms 46 and 2. Therefore, will not we fear? Why? Because he's a very present help in trouble. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Verse 3. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. Let, let me uh, add and explain to you what Selah actually means. Selah, the word Selah means pause and calmly think on that. It, 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 it's, it, it's actually a musical term in the psalm saying that, that, that you take a moment. You, you, uh, if, if it was in the day of hip hop, you wait till the beat drops. You, 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 you chill for a moment. Till, till, till it picks up again. So, so you pause and calmly think of that. And so here's what they're saying. They're saying, even though the earth is removed, I'm not going to fear. Even though that, that, thank you, sir. Even though that uh, things are um, overwhelming me in this moment, I still have the presence of mind to pause and calmly think things through. Let, let, let me put this point up. That'll, that'll help us. 
Point number three, learn the power of calmness. When you are overwhelmed, when you are stressed, when you are going through, learn the power of being calm. Sometimes you got to learn how to be cool, calm, and collected. You, you have to learn how to, when you're raging on the inside, not let everybody know it. I, let me say this. I love social media. I love Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, Snapchat. I, I, I try to do all of it. I can't, I can't keep up with all of it, but I, I try. I, I enjoy it. But everything don't belong on Facebook. Some stuff you just need to sit with. Some stuff I don't want to even share because of all of the quick sympathy that people will give you. Some people only do things for attention. Oh, I'm going through. Just pray for me. Please, no questions. Just pray. Stop. Listen. Listen. I'm tired of praying for what I don't know. If you if you bold enough to put it on Facebook because you want attention. This ain't everybody's story, but some people, they just want attention. They want somebody in their inbox. What's going on? You okay? You just want to li- listen. I, I don't want all that. I, I can, even while I'm overwhelmed, I can just pause and be calm. Sometimes aloneness is your friend. Being by yourself. I don't want to talk to nobody today. Well, they're going to call to encourage me. They can encourage me tomorrow. Today, my phone is off. I'm going to bed. I'm Netflix and chilling with a bowl of ice cream. I, I'm just going, I'm going to be calm. Because if I move too quick, like I talked to you last week, if I rush the process, I'm going to mess something up. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit with this for a while. I'm going to sit with how I feel. I, I, I'm Not that I enjoy it, but I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to sit with this and I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to do the first thing that comes to my mind. Because the first thing that comes to your mind sometimes is the reason why people are behind bars now because they did the first thing that came to their mind. No, pause and calmly think on this. Like, oh, how are we going get, to get our way out of it? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not going to do anything rash and quick. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rob a bank. You know, people really come up with in their mind, robbing a bank is the answer to get some new Jordans. No, if you slow down, you'll realize that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life. Your mind will bring up some dumb, ignorant, stupid stuff when you are overwhelmed. So you have to move calmly. And when you are looking for the presence of God, one thing the presence of God does, it finds a way of calming you. Some people need a woosah. Some people need CBD, THC. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some, some people need an edible, but all I need is the presence of the law. I, I'm not mad at what you need, but as long as I can feel his presence, even when I can't see him, if I can still feel him and still hear him, it finds a way of bringing some calmness to my situation. Yes, I'm still overwhelmed, but I'm not going to do anything stupid while I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to woosah my way through. You might need yoga. I need Jesus. Nothing wrong with yoga if that's what you need. I need Jesus. I may need yogurt and Jesus. I don't know what you need, but I need something that will just calm me down. Now, sometimes it's Jesus and a glass of wine, but either way, I need something to calm me down. 
Now, let, let me throw this in. If you've been prescribed medicine, take Jesus and your medicine. Don't come here without your medicine and want me to pray demons off of you. No, take your medicine and get calm before you come here because you will help me trying to help you. Amen. All right, let's, let's, let, let's look at number four. Point number four is very interesting to me. Learn to tap into the river. The river. Let, let, let's, let's look at Psalms uh, 46, 2, 3, and then 4. I'm going to read the previous verses I just read and, and read them in this context. See if you can catch the revelation. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Verse 3. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Talking about all the waters. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. I, I, I'm going to pause. And I'm going to tap into calmness. But that's going to remind me to tap into the river. Let's look at verse 4. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad. The city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Let me see before I move on in some scriptures. Let me see if I can explain that to you. There is a place that I can tap into that's different than what I'm dealing with externally. There's an internal place I can go into that's greater than the external chaos that I'm currently dealing with. He said, though the waters are roaring, there still is a river. Why would I want a river when the waters are roaring? Because this river is not an external river. It's an internal river. It's a river that I can tap into when it looks like I'm about to lose my weight and it looks like I'm about to lose my mind and it feels like that this situation is going to take me under. The reason why I'm pausing and finding God's presence because his presence helped me to tap into the river. Now, now, now let me give you just a little background. In the day and age that this was written in, there was no Amazon Prime, no FedEx, there wasn't no semis and planes or even automobiles. And so all of the things that were brought to a city had to come either through animals or come down the river. And so they were used to relying on the river because everything they needed came to the river. I need to let you know that there's a river on the inside of you. And while you're sleeping, God is sending things down the river. There, that, there's joy in this river. There's peace in this river. There's anointing in this river. There's healing in this river. There's wisdom in this river. And you got to learn how to tap into the river because God, a long time ago, he didn't already put something in the river. Do you remember Moses? When every baby was being killed, Moses' mother hid him in the river. And it just so happened that Pharaoh's daughter found him at the right time because he was in the river. I, I need to let you know you may be overwhelmed, but there's something in the river that's coming down the pipe. It's got your name on it. It's got your name on it. It has your name on it. And you got to learn how to tap into the river. So where is this river? Let me give you a, a few more uh, scriptures that might help you. Let's look at John 7 and 38. The Bible says it this way. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
The belly is your spirit. In the deepest part of who you are, all the coming to church you've done and all, all the scriptures you've learned and all the verses you've read and all the times you gave, it's built something down on the inside of you. And when you can't go nowhere and you can't find no peace and you can't find no joy, I want you to reach down on the inside of you. The Bible says we do with joy, draw water from the well of salvation. I may be hurting, but I'm going to find some joy. I'm going to find some peace. I'm going to find some clarity. Put the camera on me. I'm going to find some anointing. I'm going to find some glory. And I'm going to find it not looking over there and over there. I'm going to find it on the inside of me. When David saw Goliath, Goliath was a giant Good life was trouble, but the reason why he was not afraid, because David in his mind said, I fought the lion and I fought the bear. And so this giant go fall like the lion and the bear did. There's already some victories down on the inside of me. I should have been dead a long time ago. I should have been crazy a long time ago. I should have lost my mind a long time ago, but I'm still here. So I'm going to reach on the inside of me and I'm going to pull something out that's going to help me get through this overwhelming situation. I may be overwhelmed, but doggone it, I won't be overpowered. Because I got something inside of me. Don't underestimate what you have on the inside of you. There, there, there was a woman, I'm just throwing out some, some scriptural things. There was a woman who had a problem with the, her, her debtors and the creditors who were coming to get her son. And she met the man of God, Elijah. And Elijah said, what do you have in your house? And she said, I ain't got nothing but this pot of oil. But it was the pot of oil that God used to revolutionize her situation. You may not feel like you got nothing, but the little you got, you can use the little you got. This joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. And since the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. This this that I have, I got something inside of me. I got forgiveness inside of me that I don't even know where it come from. I'm forgiving people I don't want to forgive. But something inside of me won't let me be bitter. Something inside of me won't let me stay depressed. Something inside of me won't let me quit. Something inside of me won't let me give up. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. I can't let it go. There's something inside of me saying there's no way online you'll be overpowered. Maybe overwhelmed. You're not going to be overpowered. All right, let's look at verse 39. Tell him what he was talking about when he said this. But this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not glorified. He was talking about what they was going to have. But we have the Holy Ghost. We got the Holy Spirit. And so I can call on the Holy Spirit. There's, there's, there's a funny uh, video out where a lady was on Family Feud. And when she was getting ready to go into the, the, the final round, she stopped Steve Harvey and started saying, Holy Spirit, activate Holy Spirit, activate. It looks a little crazy, but every now and then down on the inside of you, you got to be like the Wonder Twins and call Holy Spirit to activate. I can't do this by myself. Holy Spirit, stand up in me. Holy Spirit, resurrect me. Holy Spirit, don't let me lose my mind. Holy Spirit, don't let me fall now. Holy Spirit, activate. I'm tapping into the river that's on the inside of me. Now, let me, let, let, let me, let me say this real, real, real quick. If there's junk in the the river, you can't blame nobody else but the one who put the junk in the river. 
So we have to be careful what we allow into the river. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will move and arrange things, but the Holy Spirit ain't going to come through a whole bunch of junk you keep throwing in there. So you got to be careful all the stuff that you throw in that river. All right, I, I, could, I could go into a whole thing about water contamination and, and, and the water purification system. But every major city has a water purification system to draw out stuff out of the water so that the water that we eat and drink and bathe and all that we do in with, do you understand that the same water that goes into the sewer is the same water that comes out the faucet? So if those things get mixed up, that's a, that's a bad problem. So they have things in place to make sure that that doesn't happen. We all go through stuff and have some junk, but we can't allow that junk to stay in our rivers. All right, that's, that, that, that's enough, of, enough of that. Let, let, let's jump on to 2 Corinthians 4.16. Here's the thing. For which cause we faint not. Oh, we may be overwhelmed, but we don't drop. We may, may be overwhelmed, but we don't fail. We don't faint. We don't lose heart. We don't give up. We don't quit. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Here's the truth that we have as Christians, as believers. Even though the outer circumstances may be weighing on us and overwhelming us, even though the inner man is renewed day by day, every day your inner man is getting stronger because God is feeding your inner man. He doesn't care so much about your outer man, so sometimes it feels like God is not talking to you, but he's not talking to your outer man, he's talking to your inner man. And your inner man is getting stronger even while you are overwhelmed, even while you are grieving. Even while you are going through, even while you are depressed, even while you are addicted, even while you are hurting, your inner man is still growing. And at some point when you tap into the inner man, he's going to be stronger than you ever knew he was. All right, let's uh, look at uh, another verse, verse 17. Here's something that the scripture says, verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. We exchange the problems we go through now for something glorious later. And here's the next verse, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I could preach a whole sermon on that, but I will not. Psalms 1-3. And this will transition me into my fifth point. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. This is a, both a he or a she. This is how you know someone has been tapping into the river because even when they're overwhelmed, they still produce great fruit. Even when they're under pressure, some people, they even they function even better under pressure. Some people, they step on chaos and walk on chaos. That's not accidental. That's not by happenstance. They planted themselves by the river. Let me, let me let you know something about trees, the way trees operate. Strong trees, they remain strong because the roots seek water. Several years ago in my old home, we had an issue where we were having sewer gas coming into the house. And somewhile we're sitting around and Devin looking at me and I'm looking at her like, is that you? And she looking at me, is that you? 
we realized it wasn't us. We had a sewer issue. What I found out is that because that part of the house was older, it had clay pipes. And what the tree in the backyard did, it had sought out the water running through the clay pipes. And the roots burst through the clay pipes to grab a hold of the water. You got to be like the tree in my backyard. I'm not going to let nothing stop me from getting the water that I need. I won't let no fool, I won't excuse my terminology, I won't let no Negro stop me from getting the water that I need, from getting the joy that I need, from getting the power that I need. I'm stretching out. I'm going to believe. I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. I need this river. I need this water. I need this joy. I need this peace. I'm overwhelmed, but I will not be overpowered. I'm going toward that river. I'm trying to plant myself by the rivers of water. I'm trying to get myself around positive things and positive people. I'm trying to get around people that can uplift my spirit. I don't, I don't want no bad news people always around me. Every now and then, it's okay to have some bad news. But every day you got bad news, get your bad news away from me. I'm trying to reach into the river that will give me life, that will give me strength. I need somebody that can get a prayer through. I need somebody that will help me praise. I don't want no dead church. I don't want no lethargic church. I don't want no church that don't have no passion. If we're going to get through this, we got to get through this by tapping into every river that will produce our strength. That leads me to point number five. Learn that you may not be invincible, but you can be immovable. Say that with me. Say, I may not be invincible but I can be immovable we're going to go back to Psalms 46 and 5 we were in 46 I deviated for the river but after the verse 4 with the river it says this God is in the midst of her she shall not be moved God shall help her and that right early The reason why we tap into the river, because that's where our help is, and the Bible says God won't allow us to be moved. He won't allow us to be pushed over. He won't allow us to be knocked over forever. Remember all the words that I use for overwhelmed, staggered, knocked over, pushed down, all those things. He won't allow us to be moved. One scripture says, being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Remember last week after we said, where do we go from here? We got to move forward. So in moving forward, we can't lose our stability. We can't be moved. But this scripture lets us know that we will not be moved. Somebody say, I will not be moved. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Here's the reason why. But thanks be to God. Which, put the scripture up please. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why I'm thanking God because I'm yet victorious. I'm yet more than a conqueror. Here's the final verse of this uh, part. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. You may be overwhelmed, but be steadfast, unmovable. Don't be moved. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Here's the key. For as much as ye know that your labor 
is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever you got to go through, go through it, but don't be moved. Because there may come a day where you may take your final breath. And there will be rewards, not just in this life, but there's going to be rewards over there. So don't you quit. Don't you backslide. Don't you move now. Don't you fold like a deck of cards now. Don't you fall like dominoes now. I need you to stand. Having done all to stand, I need you to stand. I, I, I need you to get some gumption about yourself. I, I need you to put yourself together. It, yes, you can be overwhelmed, but refuse to be overpowered. No, you're not invincible. Things will hurt you, but you can be immovable. All right, let's close with this point number six. Learn to commemorate victories with communion. So we're going to transition into our communion. So as the, the point that I'm making with this is that what communion represents for us is very powerful. It represents what Jesus done, but we have to re realize in Jesus being in the situation he was in, Jesus was actually overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was overwhelmed going to the cross. He was overwhelmed giving up his final breath. But the scripture says that he was put into the tomb, laid there, went into hell, but the story doesn't end there. The story doesn't end with him being overwhelmed. The story ends with him having all power in his hand. So yes, he was overwhelmed, but no, he was not overpowered. And so as we take communion, it reminds us of his victory, but also our own personal victories and the victories that are yet to come. All right, here's what the scripture says. This is Paul writing after the resurrection, teaching people how to do this. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, you think he was overwhelmed when he was betrayed? Sure he was. But he took bread. Verse 24. And when he had given thanks. He was overwhelmed but he still gave thanks. He broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat the wafer. Basically he was overwhelmed so we won't be overpowered. Verse 25, in the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's drink. What are we proclaiming, saints? We're proclaiming that there was a time our Savior was overwhelmed, but at the end, he was not overpowered. Come on, let's put our hands together and praise the Lord. We're going to go into prayer. So let's bow our heads. You can, you can rise to your feet. And this is how we'll pray and dismiss. I'm going to come over here so that the online can see me as I pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. We love you, God. As we navigate through this season of our lives, God, 
and whatever seasons that we may face. And while we may feel overwhelmed, we know we do not have to be overpowered. And we will get stronger through this. We will move forward, but we also will not be overpowered. Now, God, I'm praying for everybody under the sound of my voice that is going through anything that they learn to reach into the presence of God that is on the inside of them. And if they don't have the presence of God in them and they don't know you as their personal Savior, I'm just going to lead them through this simple prayer. Father God, come into my heart. Come into my life. You sent your son as an exchange for my sins. I receive your spirit into me to create the river that I will need whenever I'm overwhelmed. In Jesus' name, amen. Let the people say, just say amen one more time. God bless you guys. Bless you. You are dismissed.